This episode is sponsored by Overcast, a better podcast app than whatever you're using right now. Unless it's Overcast. Get Overcast for free on the App Store. Hello, everyone. Welcome oh, back oh, to the oh, Show. Oh, 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 oh. My name is Peter Kim. And I'm Unji Kim. And you are listening to the Ajuma Show, the only show on the internet. That's it. It's the only show on the internet. And you found it, baby. I, Peter was going to go through all of our little like things. And he was like, I don't know if we're the only one. I don't know if we're the only ones. Honest. And it's because I don't listen to other podcasts too much. I truly only listen to two or three other podcasts. And one of them is a straight up astrology podcast. Oh, th- I think that's I right. Yeah, this, this. Was, yeah. Ghost of a podcast. You guys, if there's any like witchy astrology people, I know you're out there because you're fucking listening to us. Yeah. And um, you should listen to Ghost of a Podcast. It's really great. We're not, they're not sponsoring us. I just really like it. it it's, like a, it's like reading your horoscope, but instead of reading, there is a really smart, woke, queer, um, you know, witchy, psychic person just telling you all these transits. I have no idea what a sixth house is. But apparently, Jupiter's inside of it, and that's why it's a moment of huge like you're gonna want to fight, and you're you know you're gonna want to be like combative, and just watch out for that. And I'm like, all right, this is cool, you know, like it's it's all you know, it's it's as real as you praying to mother mary or christ but like you know yeah or like or digging all, we, a hole and putting uh, like a statue of the saint christopher into the ground you know sure it's like yeah. it's, what I, it's whatever yeah gardening. i used to carry around a little yeah. vial of holy water that someone had gotten me from oh Rome. wow yeah how goth of you i, I know but i really yeah. thought it was I, I didn't i didn't realize it was goth i thought i was like really being that was crazy uh <laughs> <laughs> how that i was just fucking nuts um, yeah, yeah, and now we're on to hunks of amethyst, guys. Yeah. So here we I are. I gave we everyone really that the last time that people were over. I gave everyone that came over a little pouches filled with like small amethyst oh. stones, and then the next morning, little satchels. Yeah, little satchels. And then I was like, I, I the next morning I was like, you y'all just like left with like little pouches of amethyst, and like I gave one of the guys um a uh, like an archery set to give to his niece, and I was like, y'all just left like <sighs> like the Shire. Like you went to a place, got drunk, left with your bellies full and with like little pouches of amethyst. Like it was like. Wow. Look at that. Wild. Anytime people come over to your house, they could <laughs> leave with they pouches could expect of to be treated like a hobbit. <laughs> <laughs> no, by the way, I got a reading done. Speak, you got a reading? I got my natal chart read. Natal chart read? Yeah. What, that's your birth chart? Mm-hmm. Okay. By who? By my friend Onanaka. Oh, he reads birth charts. Mm-hmm. Cool. This is like new. This is like for the last like four years he's been doing this. Okay. Like studying. He's been studying it, and then he started doing this like uh, a little bit before quarantine. Okay. All right. Let's hear it. What do you think? It was very interesting. Um, do you want to share, or are you being private about it? Oh, yeah, I'll share. I, I, I kind of didn't even think about it. Um, so he was saying that I am I'm Aries rising. Okay, that makes sense. Yes. Loves to hold court. Yes. I have... <laughs> um, <laughs> and then my North 
part is like a tourist or something. And it's like basically I used to be someone oh. who knew what the fuck was up. Like I was like a mover and a shaker and I'm like someone who's very connected, uh, like um, uh, relationships. And he's like, just you understand what people's uses are. Uh, like you can identify, you can, like, okay. I mean, not like in a, he was like, it's not like in a, for You're me. You're a good manager. Yes. But like, not for me, but even for them, like uh, you can see what people's like goals, but you know, like what they really want to do. Like you can kind of see people for them, who they are. You're a quick read. Yes. Good. Fast. Nunchi. Yes. 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 I'm a quick, quick read. <laughs> and, yeah, yeah. um, Okay. And he was saying that like that was so far very correct, yeah. <laughs> and that um, status and all this stuff was very important to me. Um, so like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, so you a rude bossy bitch. Yes, that's what he's saying. But he said it really nice, uh-huh. not like you. <laughs> sure. Yeah. 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 <laughs> of course. Yeah. He's he's nice like that. But like, um, so he was saying that that's my South Pole and my North is like more based around feelings and connection and that there's like a part of me that is really going to be getting rid of these, those needs. Like. Needs for what? For like status. Feelings? Yeah, for status. Oh, oh, for oh like gotcha. This, oh, the other stuff. The other stuff. And that okay. um, I'm really going to be searching for like what my heart, like this, all that stuff is sort of going to fall away. And, okay. And I was telling him, it's like, yeah, during quarantine, I have been really surprised at how unambitious I've gotten. Like, it's not that I've gotten, mm. but it's just like how not Im- ambitious I think I might be. It's been revealed to me. Um, Interesting. So what you're saying is you felt like you were a certain level of ambitious Mm -hmm. and during quarantine, you realized that you are lazier than you thought. (laughs) Not lazier, but thinks, yeah, yeah. But just like the level of ambition is not, it's not as overwhelming need to achieve something. It's more about expressing and wanting to do specifically (laughs) yourself. Yeah. What I want to do. That's glorious. Yes. It was funny that he mentioned it, but he was also like, I was like, you know, I've been kind of feeling out of sorts since April. And he's like, it's funny because that's the moment that there's like my new moon start then. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Okay. So you had a shift in perspective mm-hmm. around April. I don't you know, needed yeah. to look, you needed to look at yourself differently. Yes. I mean, and the thing okay. is, it's very difficult right now because of quarantine and all this stuff. But he was saying that, like, you know, for him personally, his new moon started. He's like, it all started right around 37. And then, like, at another page, like, he's just talking about relationships and all this stuff, like the phases of your life. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, he was just talking about my new moon starting and, like, kind of what I need to do during this period and in terms of gathering information and finding direction and, like, I mean, it was very heartening because he, well, also I asked him, I was like, so Odie, how rich and famous am I going to be? And then, <laughs> <laughs> and he was saying that the bull is very, is my moon. That's my moon too. Yeah. And that's money. Taurus. That's money. Taurus is money. Yeah. It's grounded mm-hmm. money. And he was like, it's like, yeah. um, 
Yeah. Chebar yeah. energy. That's what he was saying. He was like, he looked at me and was like, you have rich bitch energy from the get go. Like literally it's in from the, the stars. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Absolutely. And I was I like, I believe yeah. it. I'm a Taurus moon as well. Yeah. I'm Sag, Sun, Taurus moon. <clears throat> and um, I feel you. Yes. It's, it's, uh, that all rings true for me too. As far as like ambitions, mm-hmm. like I think what, if you really think back and like look at what we've been talking about through quarantine, Unji and I, who've constantly been talking about comedy, 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 yeah. Hollywood comedy, this, that, 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 get it done. How many sets am I doing? Am I working on this thing? Who's getting what? And, you know, like all of that really boils down to the fact that like we really liked doing comedy. Yeah. But we never loved doing comedy. Right. It's such a fucking drag. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. That it's such a drag. It sucks. A, a lot. Of, we learned a lot from it. We we met a lot of great people from comedy. Yeah. You know, like some of our best friends. But I think when I moved out here, I really realized that, like, oh, I love these people because I love these people, not because we do comedy. Like all those same you know reasons I mean? why like, they do comedy are the same reasons why I would like them, regardless. Anyway, yeah. right? Because a, I like your personality. Right. Your uh, sense of humor, Mm -hmm. your perspective on life, Mm -hmm. the way you create, like all of that, like I enjoy that about you, which is why I like you. And there are plenty of people in comedy that we don't like because we don't like their personalities. (laughs) So like it's not the Eric and I were talking about this yesterday, actually, about how much of our identity it, when, that, when, when our identity is so wrapped around something, yeah, especially Asian Americans, Korean Americans, fucking immigrant parent having asses like us mm-hmm. who were split. And this includes like Americanized biracial people or like, you know, um, adopt Korean adoptees, you know, like anytime you're dealing with this huge split and pull from two different things i think you're more apt to like fall into the the ways we grab onto identity so fast and so quick which is why we are susceptible to cults which is why (laughs) which is why we are like we get scammed and we like to scam you know like there there's something about the having a split kind of pull and push from your world um, that that I think makes us kind of like hold on to things faster, and I think letting go of the identity of comic wh- is something that I had to do in order to like survive the apocalypse. I mean, you ha- I can't, you have to, it, but it's also like, but then you're just trying to distill down, drill down into then what, who am I? Yeah, what are what are what are we? Because I think so much of capitalist society, and this goes across everybody. Yeah. Is uh, so much of our identity is wrapped up in what we do, not who we are. What we do. And not who we are. Not who we are. And more importantly, how we are. How do we interact? How do we treat you know, each like, other? How do, we, how do you engage with the people in your right. life, the people that you love, and the world around you? Yes. How invested are you yeah. in making the world a better place? Like, it's so wrapped up in what you do and what you make. The what's are the... Th- and what you have. The what's are the easiest things that can go- to go away. Yes. The what absolutely is like the premise. 
that shit almost doesn't matter. Like it doesn't, I mean really, like it's the who, right? Yeah. It's like, it's the relationships and the characters themselves that always yeah. ultimately matter in any story, Absolutely. in the life. The emotion. The emotion. Yes, yeah. You know, Absolutely. like otherwise that's, then otherwise, honey, the what's, that's the fucking news. <laughs> it's changing every it's day. Changing every day. It's always bad. <laughs> yes, and it's, guess what? It's always the same. Yeah. There is so much happening outside my doors. I live on the fucking loudest street in America. My God. Wait. If it's not garbage trucks, it's fucking influencers. If it's not influencers, influencers it's drug are. deals gone. Girl, I live across from this building that like, I guess got popular because a bunch of like Instagram people moved in. Okay. And now all these people, young- I mean, they're so hot. And it's nice to look at, I guess, when they're like shirtless and running around. But like, yeah. I'm just too old. I, this is me getting old. Like, I, this, I understand old people now. But what are the, what I was are, always old, I guess. Are, I, I never like noise. No. But wait, so why are they looking? <laughs> I mean, because you want to be the noisiest. I want to be the noise. <laughs> I have to compete with fucking Joel Kim Booster and a garbage truck. <laughs> wait, Joel Kim Booster is an influencer? Fucking drag. No, no, no. I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, no, no. That's not what I meant. <laughs> <laughs> LOL. That's not what I meant. But I mean, like, um, wait, why are they making so much noise if they're just taking pictures? Because <laughs> they're like, they're not just taking pictures. They're like blasting their car. They're, they're driving like BMW M series and like standing out. The hot girls are like standing outside their car, like pushing their boots together and pouting. And then the guys are like, blasting music and they're doing like little music video you know what i mean like it's just like non-stop fuckery wow treachery tomfoolery like i cannot live like this anymore <laughs> i don't want this <laughs> i'm turning into a republican as i get older i just want silence i just want like my life has always been so like so you know, just wanted like, to be quiet. You wanted to live in the country so you can scream and you for you to be the only person bothering your neighbors. Exactly, and I don't that and and they don't care because I pay for them not to care. That's where I want to be. <laughs> you want a Chappelle, right? I I have, yeah exactly. <laughs> you know what I would love like a small little ranch with some goats. <clears throat> you know I love goat milk. You guys know I can't do cow dairy. Yeah. So like a couple of goats, maybe an avocado tree. Just hang out. Where is and this fucking place? Right? Where is this place? Um, Where goats right and now, avocado trees exist. I'm thinking Central Valley, California. <laughs> okay. But with the fires, who knows? Yeah. You know, but like I just want something like I could just retreat to. Something where like where I don't have to see neighbors. Idaho. Is this libertarianism? Yes, it is. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not going to I'm not going to I'm not, I'm not dressing this up for you, honey. <laughs> not every last I'm night. I'm saying debate. like, <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, I couldn't do it. I watch and then I turn it off and I turn it back on and watch it again, turn it back off. I was having like heart palpitations. Yeah. I felt like I was on Adderall, like Trump. <laughs> Damn. He just would not fucking shut up. I was like, they should just cut his mic. 
they can't because you know like they're gonna be like oh yeah these fucking liberal motherfuckers these cucks they can't deal with a, a strong man you know you no, know like, i mean this was a level of disrespect and like just no it was so crazy i mean this is he was intentionally doing it he was trolling <laughs> yeah you need he, to just that's the mind. only way he can do it he has nothing else he has no policy he has no friends he doesn't have that many fans and even the people who are his fans don't actually like him they just like the fact that we don't like him like exactly it's like to my enemy's enemy is my friend type of thing like they don't actually like trump there's no way no one likes trump he's like a sewer rat <laughs> and I, I and i know it's easy to be like oh these fo-, you know like fucking proud proud boys fucks it's like, yo, they're angry too. Like, there's something r- wrong with them, you know? Like, there's just something wrong with America right now. It's, it's fucked up. We say this every week, but please vote. Please vote. <laughs> please vote. Get one other person to vote. I had to, like, type shit to my mom in Korean and then ask her to send that to her friends. Like, it sucks. It really does suck. I'm talking to my brother about it. My brother's like, oh, the fucking politics. I don't believe in politics. I'm like, what the fuck is that even mean? Oh, he doesn't want to vote. What does that mean? He doesn't want to vote at all. He doesn't care. Yeah. He's like, oh, it doesn't affect me. And I'm like, yo, this is, you are that person. Yeah. You're the person that they want because if you don't vote, that means it's more vote for conservatism. That you, it's, it's so frustrating having a smart person in your family. Like my brother's smart. Oh yeah. I I know you guys are dealing with it too. Like you probably have smart people in your family that are just in this cloudy fate, like haze mind of like nothing matters. But you also have to, I will say this, this is sort of my topic, but you also have to be like CIA mind control about it because there's no one that knows your family better than you. So you got to be two steps ahead. Yes, and so you have to utilize their own psychology against them. So if they are someone that likes numbers, then use numbers for them. If they're because they like go. to fancy themselves, it's like science and data driven, and that's the reason why Trump. Like ultimately, this is the reason why he's doing these things. Or it doesn't make any difference whether or not I vote because of this reason. Like if that's right. one of these people, these kind of contrarians, you come at them with like that. If they're a that's fucking straight, if they're a fucking straight up troll, if they're a libertarian, they're like I don't want to vote, and they want to incite a reaction out of you ignore them i've been doing yeah. like we have to use psychology like i've been jedi mind tricks yes, that's what i've been doing i'm like know oh. thy know thy neighbor yeah but own thy libs no i'm just kidding <laughs> i <laughs> just like him too perfectly but like my family i know exactly what motivates my family yeah. right so how am i going to get them to vote for biden I'm going to pay them. Yeah. That's how it works. <laughs> know up. how they work. <laughs> All right. Let's get into our show. We got a lot to discuss today. We have, um, gosh, we have a wonderful review. Oh, my gosh. From Josh People Kim. People are reviewing. From Josh Kim. Josh Kim. This is on August 12, 2020. The yeah. subject is, their cackles haunt my dreams. <laughs> okay. Wow. Honored. <laughs> In the most amazing way, Anji and Peter are my young and Nina from another Ahmad oh. that I get to hang out with every week, and they truly give me life. Thank you for mm. continuing to cackle your way through 2020 and keeping us American Asian uh, Asian Americans and Fockers inspired with optimism, hope, and love. Wow! 
Josh Kim. Oh my God, Josh Kim. What a good review, <laughs> yeah. bitch. That's good crazy. for you. It's optimism. Hope, I love Josh and love. Kim. Optimism. Hope. Hey, I didn't realize we were giving out optimism. Oh damn, that's not the brand. It was not the brand. <laughs> Like, we were just talking about how someone told us. Oops. So, like, a girl told me that she was listening to the podcast, and I looked at her immediately with suspicion and was like, why? Why? <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I, did, you see, did you see that email that I forwarded you this week? Yes. I, oh, my God. Isn't that crazy? Yes. That's so industry here's a people. Little industry tea. I, um, so, I am on a show, um, that's Wait, by the way, on, Peter, on were you in a fucking movie? Yeah, what do you mean? Uh, are you, is, are she, is, she, are she, is she 40 enough or something huh? like that? Is she 40 enough? Yeah. <laughs> no, I guarantee you, I've never been in a movie called Is She 40 Enough? <laughs> it's another 40? No. 40? Can you have been 40? Why? Let's get to it. What? Why are you asking? The forty-year-old version? No, I was never in that. Well, there's another Peter. The forty-year-old virgin that came out in no, two thousand. No, version. F V E R. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. S I O N. Oh, oh, no, no, not that either. Twenty twenty. It's it stars Blank, Peter Kim, Oswin Benjamin, and Reed Bernie. That's not me. That's a different Peter Kim, I bet. There's another one, a Broadway one. I bet it's him. I bet it's him. I'll have to take him down. <laughs> <laughs> and again, just you wait, other Peter Kim in the acting community. You're the last one I'll take down. Just so that you could watch me take every other Peter Kim down, starting with the scientist from Stanford. <laughs> A microbiologist. I'm coming for you. I know you're 64. I don't give a fuck. You're alive. <laughs> I check all the other Unji Kims daily. That one bitch really has done something with the SEO. Other something with the SEO in order to push me down. I don't know what she did, but kudos to you. That's a that's a we are at a detente. Um, I will say. Wait, what are you talking about? You're in a fucking imaginary cold <laughs> digital war with another Unji Kim? It is not imaginary. This bitch paid somebody. She for sure. Touche is what I'm saying. Good move. Game recognizes game. Let me try game. Googling Unji Kim right now. Yeah. Hold on. <laughs> yeah, she's. Uh, Unji Kim Googled. I get unjikim.pub. Uh-huh. I'm an assistant professor of political science That's at Vanderbilt one. University. That's her. That's I her. study American. That's her. Well. You're, wait, hold on. You're angry that this professor at Vanderbilt is coming up before you? She paid for this. Because look at every other result. It's me. How do you know she paid for that? Because that's the only way that you could do this. Look at every other single search result. Okay. It's the me. first one I see is unjikim.pub. Yeah. Second one is vanderbilt.edu. Okay, so maybe, okay, wow, that's crazy. Third one is twitter.com unjikim210. Which is the same girl. You just same, looked up Unji Kim? Girl, you only looked up Unji Kim? Yeah. Wow, that's Unji crazy. Kim. Google has different And then the fourth people. one is the best Unji. Fourth one? You're fourth on mine. You're not Googling me enough. <laughs> I, does, I don't think I've ever Googled you in my entire life. I've known you nine years. I haven't Googled you once. Why would I Google you? Have you Googled me? I Googled you today when I thought you were in that movie. <laughs> Why did that movie even come up? 
I don't get it. Like, where is this? Oh, because where does it, it, it all just stem recently it won stuff and like was. Oh, I see. It was I like see. an NPR. Like it was. <clears throat> Like there's a like Terry Gross talked to this bitch. (laughs) Wow, that's crazy. Yeah. All right. Well, good for that, Peter Kim. It's fascinating. So you guys, on my Google, I'm first. (laughs) Because you Google yourself every day. Yeah. And Google knows. Oh, this bitch loves. This bitch needs the illusion of winning. She needs this. She needs this. She's look at all her other Google searches. The bitch needs validation. Let's just for her when she's logged in, she's on top. Let's give that to her. Let's give it. Let's that's give Google's. Her. That's Google's public service. That's actually it's called the empathic algorithm. <laughs> They're like just because she needs this and her fa- friends and family need this. Most yeah. Most importantly, her small child needs this. <laughs> um. What were you talking Oh, so I uh, <laughs> I just wanted to say thank you for those people who are listening. That person, that <clears throat> Amazon show that I'm coming out on, she works for this um, this company who's animating the show. And it was just like a regular work email. It was like, hey, did you upload this file? And yeah. I was like, hey, I don't see the file on my computer. Um, blah, 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 blah. I'm so sorry. Let me know what else I can do. And then she goes... Oh, by the way, I love listening to Ajima's show. Yes. I love you, you ta- listening to you and Unji. Yeah. You're so smart and beautiful and funny and skinny. And <laughs> your voices, you sound so thin. Um, I can she- tell you guys are on keto. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There's a strain in your vocal cords that says, wow, the bitch has not carbed in a while. Um, there's an underlying anger that's not Han. <laughs> it's hunger. <laughs> anyway, so she responds to me saying like, hey, I'm a fan. And I was like, hey, by the way, if you're listening, thank you so much for yes. listening. And also, sorry about the file. Um, I And I immediately forwarded to Unji and I was like, yo, this is like the first real world. Yeah. It, it's like seeing it's like seeing your your when you're your third grade teacher at um like Kroger. Yeah. At the you know what I mean? On yeah. Saturday, you're like, yeah. oh shit, you're you do exist outside of this context. It really it really Weird. does ruin you. Like when you see that, I, the first everyone who sees their teacher at the supermarket for the first time, it's a memory all of us have. Oh, I became an adult. Like my balls <laughs> dropped that day. <laughs> There should be a Facebook group devoted to teachers who encountered their students in the world. They have probably <laughs> yes, a support group. Yeah. <laughs> yes, it's like it's too but, much. Like it's just everybody's yeah. not in their place. They're not in their seats. No. You're not by the no one knows their role. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. It's 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 it, possibly the most. Uh, like out of body situation I've ever experienced. I mean, I think that um, teachers should go out of their way. They should live at least two towns away <laughs> from where you teach. Yeah, they should. They should. Do All th- teachers should be busted. <laughs> <about that. laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean like yeah. we're laughing, but I really do feel this way. Just for our children, let's just think about our children. For yeah. the children, I don't want. I don't want them to have to see you crying in your Volvo. 
You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> that's not good for anyone. <laughs> anyway, um, thank you for listening. And also, thank you for our super special Patreon members. Can you believe we're getting more Patreon members? I thought we were going to lose them around July when I was in a bad mood. <laughs> I was like, I'm sure I'm not <laughs> really doing it for anyone right now. I'm not doing it for myself. Yeah, no so one was doing it. I thought the Patreon members were on the way down, but... Y'all are coming back. So thank, thank you, you so, so much. much. Yeah. We appreciate you. We just did a Patreon thing for you, all the new people, because we realized that um, since the last little gossip tea thing, we haven't updated. So we wanted to drop you a little something. It's, it's, it's sexy. It's like it's, it's, wearing, sexy. it's, a little, it's wearing a little lingerie. It's wearing um, a little edible underwear from Lover's um, Lane. Lover's Lane. Yes. <laughs> it's got a little bead sticking out of its butt. Oops. <laughs> <laughs> You'll get it if you listen to the Patreon. It all ties in together. So if the Patreon, see, see, this is a little, little breadcrumb for you Patreon members who are also listening to the main show. Imagine you're someone who only listened to Patreon. Wow, would that be crazy? Yeah, that'd be a really specific type of listener. Like you, you missed everything else except for the hot, hot tea. <laughs> it would be a very. I know. Yes, I would be that person. You would? Yeah, I wouldn't want anything that everyone else had. I want the thing that only I get. Who do you wish had, has a Patreon that you would love to support? Uh, I don't know. I guess someone who had a Patreon that I would love to support. Um, but she already has one. She has like an OnlyFans. And I don't know. Oh, like a porn star? Yeah, I guess so. Oh, okay. Like an Insta yeah. girl? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um. Yeah, I guess I don't really, I don't real, I don't really fan out about people. Or the people I fan out about are already famous. <laughs> yeah, like Sandra O. Oh, we don't. Just if Sandra O. Oh had a Patreon, I'd be like, "Bitch, what the fuck?" Yeah. And also, why did you email yeah, us yeah. and not email us Who back? Who is this person? <laughs> Who is Sandra O? Oh? We're we've gone to a point. Who is Sandra O? Oh? We have to make a new T-shirt. <laughs> Yeah. It says, who is Sandro? <laughs> I'm writing that down. Yeah. <laughs> will the real Sandro O please stand yeah, will up? The, yeah, remember, we did say that. Okay. Yeah, yeah. This is such a, like, a cool prank that will forever be um, in the history of the show now. And I love that. We're on, we're almost at 150 episodes. Can you believe? Yes, I can. Because life is, won't stop. It keeps going on. <laughs> Because life is long and it won't stop. It won't. It, it consists um, on continuing, and we are living in an interminable, unending sea of sameness. And then it go in truly. winter, at least in Chicago. I mean, it's gonna get worse. I mean, yeah. the way that well, you got Chica those heaters, I did. But the way that Chicago you got people, those outdoor heaters, the way that Chicago people have been talking about the winter has been like, how are they talking about it? Like in hushed tones. Like, what will we do? Yeah, like the oh. parents particularly, like what the fuck, and like all everyone's just like, I'm t I'm telling you right now, all the money I'm setting aside, I have not bought anything really. I've bought no clothes clearly, um, but I might just buy a ton of like outdoor gear. I've never purchased like a thick nice coat because I hate being outside anyway. So I'm like never oh, okay. walking somewhere or anything, you know. Yeah. Um, but I think I might have to do that. Isn't that wild? Yeah. Uh, a nice coat for a Chicago winter? I've never gotten one. 
That's psycho. Why? I don't know. There's never... <laughs> it is psycho. <laughs> but I never well, walk I guess anywhere. You're from Chicago, so. I never walk anywhere. Yeah, true. True. I'm never walking because anywhere. you're driving. I'm driving. I'm Ubering. So you're kind of like rushing to your car, and then you put the heater in the car. Yes. And then you get to the thing. Yes. Or I get and into an Uber. That place is I here. arrive. Yeah. And I come out. Yeah, yeah. I'm wearing my fur. Oh, if that's good. If you're not on PT, you you won't need it. If you're not on public transport, yeah, you won't need. That's what I mean. So I, I, that's, I've never invested in it, but I think that's well. Good for you. I'm excited for your first coat. <laughs> <laughs> this is where we are. This is the level we're at. You just congratulated me for buying a coat on your first coat. Yeah, for possibly buying a new coat. <laughs> I love that. That's something new, baby. That's new. Oh my god. We should all just drink some. Drink some. Get some ice cream. Get some Jenny's ice cream and prepare for the debate. <laughs> <laughs> oh god you know what fuck the debates and fuck all this shit like let's let's be real about it like trump's gonna fucking throw a tantrum it's gonna be stupid and we're gonna see how stupid we are as a nation and it's gonna reveal itself so let's hunker down and let's do our best let's be good citizens how are you how are you dealing with the trauma because you know for real it's yeah. been very interesting to me the think about how the journey the journey because uh, and particularly for you peter when i think about it i'm like now that i know you so much better now i think back to yeah. right post the etc shit but i was like yeah you were truly trump, trump. <laughs> <laughs> i was actually living it on stage every day maga shirts people touching me fucking people saying horrible shit people yelling maga donald trump was the suggestion every fucking day. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it was, it is traumatic. It's traumatic to see like a nation <clears throat> of a specific type of people come for you that way. Yes. In, in this like in, in rage, like finally I can be a racist. Finally. Yeah. It's been eating away at me for so long. <laughs> I had to pretend to be a nice little boy and now I'm fucking mad. Yeah. And that's scary. And you're watching a whole, you know, it, it, it's in a weird delusional way. They feel oppressed because they're like, why can't I be mean to you? Why can't I subjugate you? Why can't I own everything? Why do I have to share with you? It's this person that exists in America because they've never been dealt with. I, I, wrote, I, I tweeted about this and it got nothing the other day, so I'm going to have to delete it and tweet it again. <laughs> but I love that, that that's how you disinterpret that. <laughs> <laughs> I truly don't care about tweets that don't do well. I'm like, okay, algorithm, delete it. Yeah. Um, is that this is what happened. I saw this growing up. I watched white boys call their mom bitches. Yes. And talking to their moms with utter disrespect. Yes. And that's when I knew I was like, if you can't even respect your own mother, dude, this is done. Yeah. It's over. Who the hell are you gonna respect? You clearly don't respect yourself. I mean calling your and white girl white white people calling their moms bitches is truly insane. 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 And we're coming from a place where it's like in, in Korea, that's not if you're Korean and you ever 
looked your mom in the eyeballs. <laughs> it's already red flag. Some you're going to military school. <laughs> Secondly, you call your mom a bitch. You ain't walking for a month. No, no. You're in bed, and they're telling everyone at school that you have scabies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But actually, your mom beat she your ass so, so hard. Yeah. So bad that you are whimpering in your bed. How fucking dare you? This is what happens when white people let their children run amok. It's fucking nuts, man. Teach your children respect, decency, human decency, man. Like, what the fuck? Racism is just indecent. That's all it comes down to. Yeah. I mean, it's... it's I don't know. I, I just reliving the trauma was just like, I was just remembering and just like, I am filled with such dread, such deep dread. I know you were saying that the other day <laughs> at the meeting. Yeah. Um, I am, I feel for you. I, I'm so sorry that you're, you're going through it again in that way. Are you not processing it? That, you're not processing it saying like that? No, I'm not. I think the way I'm processing it, I, I think I've already processed this part when 2016 happened. So right now, what are you feeling? You're not reliving the trauma. Because that's what's happening with me and all my friends. Man, I'm just being present, to be honest. Like, and I know that's such a stupid thing to say, but I'm just concentrating on now, this moment now. What can I do now? There's not much I can do for tomorrow. You know? I could stockpile weapons and... <laughs> You know, pay $40,000 for a bunker with one room and a compost toilet. Sure. Right, right, right. I, yeah, I can do all that. But I'm just not. Well, I don't have 40 grand. But like. <laughs> um, <laughs> and I, but even though I am very interested in using a compost toilet. I'm interested in compost. Yeah. No, I'm not. Ill, gross. Um, <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just concentrating on now and what I can do now in, in the immediate circle of influence. You know, like this idea, like in 2016, you saw me, I yeah. crumbled yeah. and I went wild yeah. on Facebook. Y'all yeah. remember Facebook, the platform that elected this monster? <laughs> yeah, I was going absolute buck wild. People, my friend Jason, he's a Korean dude, yeah. like AZN, <laughs> like only hangs out with Asians, yeah, yeah. Um, have made millions in the gaming industry type guy. He called me, and we never talk like this. Yeah. He called me. He was like, are you okay? And I was like, I don't know. And he goes, I'm flying there right now. So he flew from San Francisco to Chicago to just hang out with me because he was like, I'm watching you go through this, and I can't, I can't let you be alone. Wow. You have good friends. Good friend. Yeah. One of the most annoying people I know, but good, <laughs> truly <laughs> one of my best friends. <laughs> I am, I, I am that person. He's like I'm a super that person. Hater. I'm that person, and I know, and I am yeah. friends with these people. Yes, yes, and I am that person too. Yeah. Like, I, at the end of the day, I'm gonna be there for you no matter yes, what. Yes, yes. Um, but so annoying. But I'm annoying. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, but anyway, I went through that at that time, and I broke. But I, and then I realized that at that time, do you remember? When this was happening, in Second City was in conjunction to this one guy who was like spreading all these rumors about me, and also like there was like an article written about me. Outside um, of the the one that you wrote. Yeah, it was like an anonymous article on this like 
fucking broke ass blog. Oh, the one that was like Remember? complaining and, and they then were and ended with like all and, my green co girls. Yeah, and then and the only yeah. person that he was like at the end, he was like, but also Kelsey Kinney is the funniest person in Chicago. <laughs> yes, yes, yeah. yes. Okay, I know. I so yeah, that, yeah, Kelsey Kinney wrote that. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Um, but when that happened, in conjunction to that, there was another guy who was telling everyone, like basically spreading all these rumors about me at Second City, talking about how I got Martin uh, fired. What? And yeah, and just all this like nonsense and... He, he sucks. He thinks he's the best and da, 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 all this. And then I messaged him on Facebook and I was like, hey, um, do we know each other? He was like, no. And I go, then what's your deal? He didn't even know you? Why? He knows who I am, but we don't know each other. We've never met. And <clears throat> he was like in the comedy scene. And then he goes, yeah, um, but I know of you. And I was like, okay. Why are you going around saying shit like this yeah. if you don't even know me? That's, do, you, do you understand how hurtful that could be? And then he goes, sure, but you're a celebrity now, so I have to take you down a peg. What? That's literally what he said. And that's when I knew, Unji, that I was like, oh, <laughs> it's broken. We're, we're, we're broken as people, you know? And the internet is the internet. And that's when I deleted my Facebook completely, like all my data, everything, um, every single picture from college, everything gone. Oh my God. And I had, yeah, everything's gone. I, I don't exist as like digital data for Facebook, except what they get on Instagram, which by the way, I archived my Instagram to down to just 21 photos. Yeah. And, uh, I might, I might, I might go down to one. Like I don't, all of it is just marketing, right? It was all, it's all like, you know, who is he? Uh, what's his presence on, what's his online brand? So like none of it means anything. So like I've just like really pared everything down and I think the less I pay attention to all the anger that is projected on these platforms, the healthier I think my outlook is and more hopeful and Sorry, optimistic I am about the future <laughs> is because I don't pay attention to all the negativity. I'm, I'm, I'm purposefully not. Okay, and so that's how you're doing it. Yeah, I'm, I guess in a way I'm just kind of t tuning out. Yeah. Yeah, it is. And it, it will be what it is. Because at the end of the day, think about it. Let's say the worst of the worst happens and there's a coup d'etat type situation. What are you and I going to do? We're going to take to the streets. We're going to protest, maybe get hit by some rubber bullets, you know? And then at the end of the day, we, we have to keep going, moving on, you know? Like there's, and then be the resistance from within and subvert, you know, through technology. I don't know, something, you know, we're, we're going to get there how we get there. But, you know, paying attention to all the negativity and being angry about anger, I don't know if that really does anything for me so i'm i'm trying to like purposefully tunnel vision it might be naive on my part but i am really concentrating on hope okay that and you heard it here first folks uh peter kim <laughs> hope and optimism <laughs> <laughs>
It's all I got. I mean, it's I mean, all I got. This, I mean, man. what you're saying is, of course, I have nothing true. left. I mean, of course, this is true. Like, there's like nothing. I'm panicked with, yeah. out. Yeah. You're panicked out. I feel completely exhausted from panicking. Yeah, I feel like I've, like, it's like, you know, um, like when you're done, it's like after, if you've ever, like, come and cried, mm. you know, when, <laughs> <laughs> you know, when you've, like, gotten How rid else of else do I cry? <laughs> <laughs> It's like when you have every single thing inside of you, it's been juiced. You know, you're you're dry. Yeah. And dry. dry. Like you got nothing left. Chincha balas. Yeah. Like uh-huh. that I think that's it. Like you kind of need to say preserve and keep yourself safe because I think you do become you you, you um become in danger of becoming that sort of husk, dry husk. Yeah, and that's kind of what they want. And that's why I think it's an act of resistance hope is because they want us to be cynical. They want us to be desperate. They want us to be at this point triggered, snowflakey, you know, like that's where they want us. And who's they? The powers that be, whoever's trying to steal this election or spread misinformation or divide, you know, we've all t- heard about the social dilemma. We know what these platforms are doing. We know YouTube is radicalizing the whites. Like, we get it. Like, it's happening, man. So, like, I don't know. I think, I think um, for me, I'm personally, I have nothing left to be anxious about. I've already thought out the worst case scenarios. Yeah, me too. I have. Me too. Where I'm on the run, yeah. you know what I mean? And I have like a gun yeah. that I found on the street, mm-hmm. you know, because there's been a mass protest or something. Like I already dreamed it up. Yeah. Like I've been, I, here's, here, here's what, I've been readying for this moment since I was four years old. <laughs> when the first moment that you saw your teacher in a Kroger. <laughs> I was like, it's over. I saw the end. <laughs> When I saw Miss St. John out at that Kroger, picking up an OK magazine, flipping through it, and then putting it back, and then picking it back up with a sigh and paying for it, that's when I knew that the end is not. <laughs> oh, my God. We got to take a break. We'll take a break. We'll be right back. My story begins with a bowl of rice and finds its way to a bottle of bourbon. I'm Edward Lee. I'm a Brooklyn kid, a child of Korean immigrants, a chef. I've competed on shows like Iron Chef and Top Chef, and I've made my home in Louisville, Kentucky. Gochujang sauce. I got a bunch of ingredients I'm working with here. For you guys who don't know what gochujang is, Basically, it's a Korean fermented chili paste, which has all the heat of chili, but also has this amazing um, deep umami flavor. It's got a little bit of sweetness in it. There is some sugar in there. It's spicy, it's hot, but it doesn't sort of melt your face off. All right, folks, we're back. We're back. Hey. Are you guys watching this thing that Unji and I have been binging? Absolutely. Have you been watching it? To? Have you been watching Record of You? Have you been watching Chung it? Chun Have you been watching it? 
I've been watching it. I've been I'm watching all caught it. up. Okay, stop right now. If you've not watched it, we're gonna be talking about it. This, so this is spoiler alert. All right. If you're, we're, we'll try to like avoid a lot of spoiler type stuff. We'll just like talk about the thing. Mm-hmm. But spoiler. Alert. Why haven't you been watching anyway, it? Why aren't you watching it? What are you doing? Monday, Tuesday. Okay, let me, There's eight on. episodes out. Come on. Okay. So Unji and I did this um, reaction video to the first episode, and we cut together a little trailer. It's out on YouTube. Um, it's it was really fun to do. It was really we fun like, to do. Oh, I'm, I'm so excited for it. I'm so excited for it, but we need an editor. We need a Korean or a gay editor that just gets our rhythm, gets the jokes. Mm-hmm. Every time we do an aside, you know, like I want the like cheesy campy push in to the character. You know, yes. like if you know anyone like this, please reach out to us. On or our if Instas, you are that person, our, if you recognize, if you are that person, we'll pay. Yes, we're willing to pay. Yeah, of course. Not much. Not much. A reasonable amount. <laughs> A reasonable amount. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but we, we would love that. But anyway, we've been binging Record of Youth. It is, okay, so, so what's your take on this? Some people have co- talked to me when I post like, ah, I'm watching. And some, be- some Koreans have talk, uh, uh, messaged me saying it's not for me. It's not for them. It's not for them. And I don't want to drag them into this, but I want to talk about why it is for us. Wait, why, is, why do they say it's not for them? He, I think it's the same reason why it is for us. And here's what it is. It's not drama. No. It's not classic drama. It's not soap opera. It is, first of all, it's written. Well. So well. So now, so contemporary. And the fact that they're on Netflix, they get to curse. Yeah. They get to say like all kinds of fun slang. It is written by a woman named Ha Myung-hee. And she has written... um, a book that was turned into an SBS uh, TV show, Temperature of Love, also wrote Doctors, also wrote High Society, all these past K-dramas. Yes. But this, this K-drama feels so real and yes. conversational. And it represents and the, only- real Kore- the way that real Koreans interact with each other. Yes. And how families yes. behave. Yes. It's not... This and they even say it in it was such a beautiful moment when the guy Park Bogum. So, if you guys don't know, it's about um, these three people that are in the entertainment industry. Yes, Park Bogum's character is his name is uh oh, Saejun. Yes, right, Saejun. Saejun, forgiveness, right? Saejun, and then Anjonga, which is they're the love interest to each other, yes, and then Heyo. Who's the like famous, tall, beautiful one? Yes. Who's from a rich family anyway, as well? Who's from a rich family, and they're teasing this kind of love triangle, classic, classic. And then See, there that's is the absolutely classic this classic drama. Okay. Yes, and it's absolutely this like class struggle. The poor kid's mom, li- you know, works in the rich kid's house as a maid. Yes. It's perfectly set up. It's parasite lights. And that's also to me very similar to most K dramas coming out in the last three to four years. All this class shit is inherently built into every single K drama. Like it's kind of crazy when I think about it, but like every single K drama has this class struggle. Every single lower middle class person has seven jobs. And like Yes. (laughs) And it is so crazy because it's showing how this this show specifically takes a very hard stance against this need to be rich. Yes. And this like, and this idea of rich, rich, rich. Yes. 
right? And she is talking about how, and she's like satirizing a lot of this entertainment industry, mm-hmm. which is built around image and looks and followers and buzz. And, you know, it's basically Hollywood on fucking steroids. Yes. And uh, completely outwardly, um, uh, fuck, I guess there's people in Hollywood that are outwardly corrupt, but, th- you know, just super like, hey, I'm gonna fuck you over because I'm like this and this is the industry. And, you know, just being very forthright about how fucked up the entertainment industry is. It's, it's like, it's, and yes, how yes, yes. power corrupts everywhere. And, and you know, and, and how it is an industry that rewards bad behavior, rewards bad, behavior. Uh, bad intentions. Right. But written with this, Chongchun Girok is. Uh, is written with this Park Bogum's character's point of view, Hejun's point of view, which is I'm gonna be, and this is like every you know like K-drama's journey. This I is guess. classic to yeah. me. This is what I'm saying. I'm it's classic. Yeah. yeah, and it's like oh, I'm gonna do it my way. I'm gonna have integrity. There's no reason to do it if I don't have integrity. Yeah. So that's like the the hero's purpose. Okay, so like against this d- daunting industry that is filled with bad behavior and bad people the bad people and the worst of humanity's uh, compulsions, it, it this one boy dares to challenge and buck the system. Yes. It is very epic in that way, but not in so far as the story. The story is so everyday. It almost feels Seinfeldian yeah. where it's everyday issues. The only like recurring drama is the fighting in the family, mm-hmm. which is so fucking real how they fight. I got, My family I got, has I got fought shivers. like this. I got shivers. The way they fight, it's so incredibly real. And, and you know, in okay, in episode eight, they just were, this is a huge spoiler alert. And I guess not. But when he's looking through scripts, uh-huh. right? Hejun's looking through scripts and he's like, I only want, I want to do this haguk, which is this like medieval yeah. history drama. She's like, no, you can't get, you know, like CF or like commercial yeah. uh, contracts like that. He's like, oh, I'm going to do what I want to do. You know, like mm-hmm. he has a statement. And then he says, um, she was like, you have to do drama. You have to do this thing that's going to make you a heartthrob, an image. And then people are going to want to buy things from you. This is the thing. Yeah. And then he was like, um, he said something about like, oh, this this feels like fake, and he the story feels so fake. This like love story, and he she was like, yeah, you idiot. These K dramas are built for people who've never been in love. Yeah, they're selling them this fantasy. Yes. They're, that's not how real people behave. And that is, her, I thought that was her thesis and her statement of like, I'm showing you how real people believe, yes. behave. It's so cool. I love it. And I love that they don't spend all this time like, will they, won't they, will they immediately. Immediately. And let, let's just see the relationship. Yes. And he's very Dude. frank and forthright about it. He's, yes. his integrity does not just only lay here, it lays everywhere. Like he's like, everywhere. Yeah. He's, he's just very a frank, forthright person. He's always going to be transparent. He, as a hero, is very. He's like, it's not just that he's, he's not perfectly perfect. You know, you see him. Yes. He does have too much pride. He is too secretive about this. Like, it's like in those classic ways. But she, as a love interest, is phenomenal. Because she talks. I love her character more. More. Because she, to me, is a lot like actual Korean girls. 
Like cool, yes. smart Korean girls are actually like that. Yes, exactly. Good with wordplay. Yes. Witty. Quick, like, oh, I actually don't yeah. like that. Like, it's very contrary. Yeah. Like, that's humor. And that's like that sort of sarcasm. That you don't go shit, could Like, yeah. How refreshing. Like, you know, like that yeah. sort of stuff where it's not just like fraught silences staring at each other, you know? Yes, yes. That's what it is. It's the, the piss is taken out of the drama. Yes. Which is so beautiful. And it's, it, it, you're just watching good actors develop story. And it doesn't have to do with these insane tropes. Exactly. Like, the kissing. The kissing is so good. Oh my God. Like They're going back. It's okay, not like. This, I, I literally, my, I've never, I've been aroused by K-dramas before, but this was delicious in a way that. <laughs> it was Taekum. Yeah. Like the way that he. Which is the name of the coffee shop that they always meet at. <laughs> <laughs> but there's, you know, there's like, there's a couple of K-dramas that are like from the early t- 2010s or whatever. They're like very sexy, sexy, like it's like yeah, women, yeah. like in the sex in the city sort of prototype. Sure. So they, those women have more sex and they have some more kissing, but it like, it, it's all, the whole story is meant to like debunk this idea. So it yeah. like runs different, but this has felt like, it was still romantic. It was still classic K-drama, but like they were pushing the limits of the form itself yes it's taking all it's every time it comes to a formulaic part it subverts every single time and it's really or it nice makes it bigger or like it expands on it it or it like it confounds expectation but also it yeah. still doesn't break the form no it's following form yes. it's just giving us a refreshed angle which is so cool. And you, it's obvious it's a smart woman's touch. The way it's written is so beautifully like flirtatious with words. And it's not overly, even like the only thing I find kind of unearned is this third guy triangle thing. I agree. I just don't see it. Unless it's in the editing, it's on the editing room floor. Like that maybe there were some moments that were cut out. But like, I just don't see how this is earned at all. Because he's never really had that kind of moment with her yet. And she's not the type to like lead someone else on. And she's not. And he's, I think, I think some of it is jealous. jealous. And it's the fact yeah. that she's, he's going to realize that uh, his ugliness about himself. I hope so because he's beautiful. He's so good looking. That shower scene. Oh my God. Oh my God. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. I'm getting like. Ooh. But also like the two of them are always like touching in. Like yeah. horse playing with each other. Oh, the two boys. Yeah. I know. They I'm always like, get so close to kissing. What time they did kiss. Oh. Ah. I love it. I'm really into everything that this K-drama is giving us. All the storylines, all the moments, even like the non-linear storytelling. Mm-hmm. I'm really, really into that, how it jumps around. And then it shows you the 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 flashbacks. Yes. I mean, if you, if, if you any of the any of you listeners have never indulged, never dipped your toe in the K-drama pool, this is a perfect, perfect one. Because perfect one. it's good. Two, it yeah. it actually doesn't conform to the K drama like stereotype, like the stuff, but it follows form. It's it's good. Yes, it's formulaic, but it's the stakes are placed differently. It's yes. not the stakes aren't placed on K 
character development and plot points to turn this like uh, this huge yes. force coming and then the, the rich mom is evil it's not it's really the opposite of like sure the rich mom is being a rich mom but she's also a really good mom and she's trying her best and she and all those moments between the rich mom and the poor mom oh my god how they're being passive aggressive yes. each other, and they're like this bitch is making this move yes oh. Why did you take that as a compliment? Yeah. All these moments, I'm like, this is beautiful. You never get to see the nuance of this. And like, the acting it, is they good. become real I mean, people. Yes, the acting is really phenomenal. Like, I mean, I just yes. cannot stress to you guys enough. This is a good one to, to intro into. Yes. Really. Intro yourselves yeah. into this. Throw yourselves yeah. into this. Throw yourselves onto yeah. this fire. Yes, yes, yes. And <laughs> now we're going to. You want to take a quick break and then we'll come back with our favorite part? Let's do it. We'll be right back. Remember when I was younger, everyone was afraid that I was going to become a cook, remember? Who? You. You and Appa and everyone said, oh no, you're going to become a cook. And then you thought I was going to be poor for my whole life. Now look at me. Are you proud of me? Oh yes, of course. Everybody, (laughs) everybody, all my family. Really? Yeah. They said, oh, you are very lucky. Now they're jealous, right? Yeah, they're jealous. All right, we're back, guys, with kick-ass Korean joke. Kia! Who do you got today? Okay, so I was reading the um, Atlanta Journal Constitution, right? It's a it's like, so um, huh? it's these two Korean restaurateurs. Um, they have a Korean steakhouse in Duluth called Nuna. <gasps> Ramen in Duluth, Georgia, Minnesota, Georgia. Oh, Georgia, okay. <laughs> Ramen Station Oops. in Grant Park, Suzy Su's Bows inside uh, Croc Street Market, and then a Korean tavern called Salaryman in, uh, <laughs> <laughs> in Eastlake. So, um, like, they have a call, their group is called Korean Wives Hospitality Group. <laughs> and the reason is because both of their wives make, like, the money like they have the more stable jobs one's wife is a nurse and the other one is a civil engineer and so they're talking about in this article about how they're like the stay-at-home dads especially during pandemic they're like normal people they own and are obviously clearly very successful restaurant tours but that's nighttime stuff and that's like you have freedom you have more things you have nowhere to be at nine o'clock in the morning right you can as the boss conceivably not have to go And so, like, I just was reading this whole thing. And just in terms of Asian masculinity and inside uh, and um, gender roles inside of Asian American homes, I just was, like, very into this vibe, very into the fact that both of them were very pro the fact that they were just stay-at-home dads and, like, they're just regular people and that this was, nothing about it was new, nothing about it was novel, and it was a great article to read, and I'm just going to shout them out. They're, uh, their names are um, George Yu and Michael Lowe. Mm. Awesome. George Yu is the Korean guy? Yeah. Awesome. Ooh, that Nuna Steakhouse sounds good. Right? I would love to go try the that The tavern out. Salaryman? <laughs> <laughs> Salaryman. I love that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Georgia, if you're in the Georgia area, Duluth area, go, I guess if they have takeout or whatever the situation is, they have takeout. They, you might already yeah. be open. Oh, okay. Yeah, they yeah. have takeout. They're, they're, apparently Maryland is completely open. I don't know. 
It's like I don't understand. Back to normal. I don't understand. Back to normal. Korea, Illinois right now has been around two, hovering around three percent, and we just moved mm. into stage four. I don't know. I don't know what's going on. New York is at almost at two, and they want to shut everything down. Yeah, New York's. I don't know how New York's going to bounce back. Like this feels. I guess some places it, they they just don't care. They don't care about the thing. They're like, yeah, we'll get it and then we'll move on. I mean, New York will bounce back, but also people need money. People need to survive this somehow. And the federal government yeah. needs to help. I mean, just period. Period. Yeah, 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 yeah. Let's vote the motherfuckers out. Ow. Let's vote the Senate. Let's vote the whole thing. Let's, oh, uh, the judge. All of them. All of it. All of them. All of it. I hope if we flip the Senate and we get the executive um, that... The, some of the like conservative judges just go, okay, we'll leave. And then we just... <laughs> like they just all s- decide everything. to stand up together and they pack their briefcase and they just... They're like, like you guys, I'm, I'm tired. <laughs> like, I just want to go to Hawaii. <laughs> all right. My uh, kick-ass Korean today is a... He is in, I believe, still in the USC Film School, a director named Thomas Percy Kim at Thomas.pk. Um, I first heard about him th- uh, through some articles about the HBO Asian, Asian Pacific American Visionaries winners. He was one of them. Cool. Uh, and got to premiere uh, his film at the LA APA Film Fest just like a couple of days ago. His short film is called She, starring Ki Hong Lee, Oof. Maze Runner f- uh, fame, uh-huh. and Kimmy Schmidt fame, which honestly did not like that role, but <laughs> that's how it was written. Um, that, not your fault, Ki Hong. I loved yeah. you. You're great. You're hot. Um, it follows a Korean-American adoptee who navigates his Korean-Asian-American identities in his predominantly white baseball team. So I'm hoping for a little homoeroticism. Yes. Okay. You always Through a nuanced conversation. Always, always looking for that. I love a, I love a little undercurrent. Yeah. Anyway, so there, this teenage boy is grappling with anti-Asian microaggressions very now while being conflicted by his own efforts to fit in with his peers. Wow, that sounds very cool. Yes. I'm excited to watch it. Um, I hope I'll, I'll be able to just like buy it somewhere for three ninety nine or something. But oh, yeah, for sure. Uh, so exciting that you got to premiere at the LA uh, APA Film Fest. Kick ass, Thomas Percy Kim. Percy yeah. Kim. Yeah. yeah. All right, y'all. That's our show yeah. for today. Thank you so much for listening. If you got the uh, uh, the means, the funds, check out our Patreon. We have a lot of cool content over there. Uh, oh, also, uh, please update your um, shipping addresses wherever you need us to ship the merch. Because if that's not updated, you know, when I go out to the thing, I can't do the thing. So, um, all right, that's all. Okay. Bye. Wait, by the way, Peter, did you see the? Oh, uh, what? What? Did you see the Minari trailer? Oh, the trailer? Yes, I just saw it. Oh <gasps> it looks so good. That's, you know, that's, the, that's the role I auditioned for. Oh, you did the wife? Yeah. Or the, or, or the high money? <laughs> you know the only role that my husband said I could play? What? The child. <laughs> and he's like, the chi- Grandma smells the child like Korea. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I remember. We'll talk about it next week, but yeah, I was just asking. Well, they can talk about it. Okay. I'm so excited for I, it. Yeah. All right. Bye. Bye. Bye.